I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. And I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Welcome to Heroes 3, the bi-weekly podcast where three friends explore the best, worst, and everything in between in the world of Asian cinema. This week we are talking about the spookiest movie we've done so far. Actually, Dreadnought's probably the spookiest movie we've done oh, so yeah. far. Yeah. This is a close second, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Encounters of the Spooky Kind, or maybe Spooky Encounters, or maybe Close Encounters of the Spooky Kind. But there are encounters, and they are spooky. Uh, this is from 1980 and is uh, starring Sammo Hung and has a couple of other fun uh, fun people we've seen from uh, previous episodes that we'll uh, bring up as uh, as we come along. So, Carlos, uh, this was your idea, right, to go for uh, Spooky Encounters? Right. Um, I know that um, Marty has mentioned Mr. Vampire a couple times, and that would be fun, too, but I thought that Oh yeah, this Ooh. is a Halloween episode. Happy Halloween! Ooh, Ooh happy, happy Halloween, Halloween, everybody! Yeah, this um, is more like our our style, like I would say, yeah, than Mr. I Vampire. think it falls in line. You know, we've got. I think it's the movie that it's after just the movie after Magnificent Butcher. Am I correct? And I think you're right. Yeah, and like yeah. Sam in Samuel's trajectory. Yep, mm-hmm. and it was a breakout uh, kind of kung fu horror comedy. Yeah, yeah, and, that's what I've seen. There's some first in this, and it, yeah, it definitely falls in line with a lot of the stuff that we've been covering so far. So I thought it'd be good timing to maybe take a look at this movie. Oh, yeah. And there's a there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> and oh boy. Yeah, well, it's like the motto of the show, like the good, the bad, and everything in between. And um, everything, everything. This but, is definitely everything in between. But it's also free. definitely it's, a, uh, a kung fu classic. Um, <laughs> yeah. And... You might think going into it that it's going to have a lot of emphasis on the spooky, and there's there is a lot of supernatural uh, elements to it. But once yeah. you get to say maybe the halfway point, there's just some incredible kung fu fighting in this movie. Oh yeah, there are some ridiculous fight scenes in the middle of this movie, and the the final fight scene is completely nuts. Yeah, just which we yeah, will just we'll definitely like. There was more than one time where my jaw just dropped to the ground because of either the thing that I was watching was so incredible or was so like shocking and shocking. Strange. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. My memory of the movie is is mostly a lot of the strong, uh, you know, fight material, and then some of the supernatural elements. There are definitely some details that I I might have blocked uh, blacked out uh, on, and uh, so yeah, we'll yeah. we'll touch on all all of those things too. We're definitely going to cover that, but I think that what you're thinking of is probably one of the things that stood out with me the most after I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it. It's literally the last thing that happens in the movie. We'll, yeah. we'll get to it. So before that scene, what, what's some of the stuff that stands out for you guys in this movie? Cause I, I got a couple of things for me. I think um, one of the things I like to see is the um, using the Jiangxi as like, yeah. antagonist, like the, the Chinese vampire, yeah. which you kind of, um, I think that this was the first Hong Kong movie to actually feature these creatures instead of, I know that there was some vampires that 
showed up in Hong Kong cinema before this, but they were mostly inspired by Western uh, type of vampires. And yeah, the Jiangxi I... are very distinct. They have a very yeah. specific movement and they have a very specific appearance. And um, they have their own kind of lore behind them. And it kind of goes over that. So yeah. I really like the, seeing the, that stuff. Yeah, the Jiangxi are... Uh, if you just search Jiangxi, it's spelled pretty much like it sounds. Um, it's... Yeah, they're, they're usually called Chinese vampires. They have a very specific... Uh, look to them but the the main thing that stands out for them is that the the whole idea is that Jiangxi are dead bodies that are reanimated but like dead bodies they're completely stiff and they have their arms sticking straight out and because they're completely stiff they don't walk they have to hop everywhere yeah it's so and cool it's and that's the thing whenever you have that in mind it's really cool but I just am imagining if I was a, like a, a kid or a teenager in the mid 80s and my friend said, oh, you got to check out this crazy movie from Hong Kong. And then I watched it. And then all of a sudden I saw this vampire just start hopping around. I would be so confused. Yeah. Like, why you is he hopping? Why too. isn't he? You know, there's very little hopping. You could say uh, a woeful lack of hopping in, in something like The Walking Dead. Um, <laughs> yeah we need the more walking hopping. dead the hopping dead that'd be a thousand times oh better. my gosh that'd be great i would i would, I would, to see I like would a, 100 watch a, like a hong kong zombie like movie an action called the zombie dead. show the hopping dead oh that'd be amazing. i would watch that in a heartbeat yeah i'd be way more into the hopping dead than the walking dead <laughs> um although and, it's not like the walking dead's any shortage of silliness yeah so, so um yeah more about these jiangshi so I don't know. I, I did remember seeing these growing up just here and there and different things. So um, I always use video games as a touchstone, right? So sure. a couple of there's a couple of old games that I yeah. now have. Did you guys ever them. play uh, Super Mario Land on the Game Boy? Sure. So uh, there's a, I don't think I ever played Super Mario Land 1. I played Golden Coins a good bit or okay, Golden Coins, yeah. whatever it's called. They're very different. The first game yes. oh, has yeah. like kind of like a Chinese themed uh, uh huh. world and Jiangxi are one of the villains that oh, you cool. can hop on in that game the other oh, one that right. stands out for me is um Sienko from Darkstalkers which is a Capcom fighting game that I like a lot mm-hmm. um in uh the second game out of the series they introduced uh Sienko and she's a Jiangxi and she has like the the hat and talisman over the face and the kind of um saggy arm like big sleeves she kind of follows all those tropes as well she she walks back and forth but if you dash with her in the game she does the hop just like Jiangxi do and then there's also a nintendo game called phantom fighter that i remember and i think Mm. as a kid i remembered more just the box art but the on the box art their Jiangxi are featured pretty prominently and when we were getting ready when i was getting ready for this episode i looked the game up and i don't think i actually played it i probably just remember seeing just like in the yes madam episode how we would go through blockbuster and look at Mm. vhs cases it would be the same with nintendo games and i definitely remember that box art the other thing that i like about jiangxi is that they kind of fall in line to with the like chinese beliefs of the afterlife so one of the things right. that I read is it has a lot to do with like yin and yang, or sometimes they refer to as Han and Po, 
which is like your soul i guess like and i don't i don't completely understand it but mm. when i was reading it up on it it's like when you die you lose the good side of your soul which is kind of like the hun or the yang and the po stays within the body so jiangxi are like deceased bodies that are consumed with the po the 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 evil side of your soul huh yeah that's really cool and they also kind yeah. of have their own like how vampires are you know it's like garlic and daylight and stuff like that mm-hmm. and they go into it a bit in this movie so like a couple of things like are like chicken eggs like there's a i was gonna say so is chicken food. eggs a thing yeah that's a thing in this movie and that's at why one they, point yeah they specifically say chicken eggs yeah and and blood of a black dog is also something that shows up in the movie and these are oh. both things that are regarded as like countermeasures to jiangxi yeah. I think those are those are really good footnotes because uh, I think the movie would probably still work for you if you weren't aware of that, but it might just seem uh-huh. a little quirky. Uh, some mm-hmm. of the yeah the materials that are kind of called for. Yeah, it was one of the things that was so specific. I was thinking this has to have some basis in the actual belief of yeah. the. Uh, I'm Jiangxi so and how they work. I'm so glad they just. They address the black dog. It's just like one far away shot of him holding a dog. I know. I was like, please, please don't oh, do yeah. it. Like- we should have. That's that's the other thing is uh, if if we would have been Peter thinking would not ahead of time, we would have given some kind of warning uh, last week because I think we kind of teased what, uh, yeah, what episode we were going to be playing. This is True. probably the most graphic animal violence of any movie I can think of. Yeah. Uh, we should very- maybe even oh. like mark the time code just so you can look away but <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It, and yeah, it's this funny because we've a... been it, when you when we look back at it now i'm just picturing like a like harp glisses and like the screen is fading <laughs> and it's like yeah. we've talked about chicken and violence in like i would say most of the movies it's, we've talked about so far, yeah, right? yeah. It's a series. No, I think, I mean, that's, yeah, I think, I guess that's just, it's just a common thing. And so in it's, I Chinese guess, culture. yeah, in some ways we're, we're leading up to this. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah it's, so uh, hopefully this is the apex of that. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but I wouldn't hold your breath. Uh, so the movie itself, like the, I don't know, it's one of the things, the story itself doesn't matter that much. It just kind of it just kind of leads you from one cool action set piece to another. Right. It does uh, it does really kind of hang together though from from beginning to end and uh we've kind of talked about in the past how, you know, not every Hong Kong movie from this period can can really say that. Um it does take some twists and turns uh like sort of in the middle of the movie. It's uh mm-hmm. it becomes like a wrongfully accused on the run kind of situation yeah, that's cool, a little, a little um which feels like a, a little bit of a turn but it's it's all connected to to uh the characters that we've you know been introduced to um thus far but but yeah what uh what do you think of the opening matthew because i know that it just kind of kicks right kicks yeah right it's kind of i don't know it's kind of weird the opening is like these two jars that presumably have like a undead or spirit or something inside of them. Yeah, they're, they're like, like talking to urns. each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. Uh, 
when I think of an urn, I think of, you know, ashes, but you very clearly see a bone, like a hand sticking out of it. Like it looks like a Halloween decoration or something. It's a spooky skeleton. It's it's a spooky skeleton sticking out of the jar. Yeah, and they're kind of teasing each other. Or we hear the sort of reverby voices of these like two spirits. Uh, I did like that. Other. I did like how they they establish the two spooky urns, but then they kind of have this comedic like duo yeah, thing going yeah. on for a little bit. Yeah, and it's kind, kind of the of... it's kind of the whole uh, spirit of the movie, like encapsulated in you know in a few seconds, which is it's like, oh, it's going to be scary, but it's also going to be funny. Um, yep. And yeah. there's going to be like some. I was actually uh, impressed with the level of practical effects in the movie yeah Yeah. there's some there's some pretty good effects in there there's some kind of cheesy like camera trick effects but there's some really cool um stuff in it too yeah Mm -hmm. there's even one or two like composited like blue screen uh yeah that's that's just pretty pretty rare for yeah for hong kong at this time right the getting sucked into the mirror yeah yeah Yeah, that was cool because and that actually that was legit that was one of the few like legit kind of creepy parts of the movie because because it's just it um at one point it's uh i forgot why why are they even forgot why they're even in the building but basically sambo has some friends that are like trying to tell him like this spooky story about how like if you if you, uh, if you cut an peel apple, an apple yeah. in in one go in front of a mirror, then like you'll have good luck. But if you don't get in one, then you'll have like a ghost haunt you or something like that. I looked into that because I thought that that was strangely specific, uh-huh. and that's kind of like an urban legend as well that oh, you cool. kind of see different oh, wow. it's versions like of Mary it. Or something. It's exactly some something similar to Bloody Mary, and I was I was I was just thinking that yeah. I couldn't tell what the origins of it lie but a lot of it was european where um there was something like if a woman peels an apple in front of a a mirror uh at midnight she will see the face of her husband Hmm. like her future husband but if she does it wrong like she could see a skeleton or or you know it would mean that she's gonna die before she meets the man that she loves and Hmm. yeah it kind of has a similar thing like bloody mary where it's like if you say Bloody Mary three times, like in front of a mirror, you'll see like a ghost or, you know, you'll get an answer to a question that's pressing. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of cr- And it, it does involve candles, too. You have to have a candle and an apple and you have to peel it in one go. And then the other thing I saw, too, was you can peel an apple in one go, but then you should throw the peel over your left shoulder and on the ground, the peel will form the initials of the person you're supposed to fall in love with. You know, oh. these goofy yeah. so legends. If you're listening to this on Halloween night, um, yeah, yeah, hey, faithful podcast yeah. listeners. If you, if you're, yeah, if you have the daring, yeah, yeah, give it a try and report back if you, yeah, if you live to tell the peel tale. Peel an yeah. apple while you listen to the podcast. Oh my gosh. No, not that. Yeah, we might be jinxing it there. Yeah, so that might be too spooky. You have yeah, to li- listen to the podcast in reverse to find out who you'll end up with. Ooh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Very time happens. But the the basic idea, basic story of the movie is that Samo is um his character. Oh yeah, I wanted to ask, because I watched a dub of it and oh, they okay. called him Daring Chung. It's a cup of tea. Hey, 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 Daring Chung, you really 
But the subtitles called him Bold Chung, and everything I saw said Bold. Yeah, I think oh, the subtitles sure. call him like Courageous Chung. That's what I courageous was going. Chung. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like like Yes, Madam, and like Wheels on Meals, I was able to track down a Asian market Blu-ray. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's Asian or European. It's through Fortune Star. So it seems yeah, th- like it's in the same I think it was maybe a line. Japanese disc. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it's in the same line of releases. And it's similar to Yes, Madam, where yeah. the subtitles aren't the greatest, <laughs> but the video quality is really nice. Yeah, yeah. So in the, in the version that I watched, uh, they refer to him as Courageous Chunk. Yeah. Well, either way, the, the whole point is that the people call him some kind of brave name. And the whole idea is that he's like the bravest person in, in town. And he uh, kind of suspects his wife of cheating on him. And yeah, that's an interesting thing right off the bat. Uh, you're not expecting Samo to be married. Um, yeah. I mean, so yeah. often, like, the kung fu heroes of this time are, you know, these kind of eligible bachelors or whatever. Yeah. But he, he's not only married, but it, it seems like um, they're not necessarily in a healthy marriage. Like, we really only see <laughs> yeah. these two fighting. They got to work on their yeah. communication. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, there's something, uh, I don't know, it's a little bit, uh, uh, yeah, something almost kind of shocking about um, seeing Samo like in bed with this other, this other woman. Um, at least just, I imagine like, uh, you know, his sort of image as like a screen star or whatever it would have been kind of mm-hmm. a, kind of a surprise to audiences. But the whole idea is that he, he's a suspects of, his wife having an affair and then later he finds some people like peeping into his his house and he sees he pretty sure he sees that catches them in the act but then whenever he barges in he sees that she's just by herself but we as the audience see that there's uh uh this guy that he was just like um what would you say his like the name for his job he like drives a horse for people i don't he's know he's like an uber driver for this like <laughs> yeah yeah rich dude yeah. that he's, i think he's... yeah semo thinks he's taking him to a brothel but he's actually taking him to his own wife so it's kind of yeah, it's kind of creepy it's but, kinda... but i forgot this is also yeah. like a cinderella story uh, because when uh right. he he runs in thinking he's caught his wife in the act and he sort of has but the dudes the dudes just fled he's left his his slipper basically his uh-huh. shoe mm-hmm. and Samo keeps it with him for like the duration the entire, of the almost movie. the entire movie yeah um yeah but yeah kind of that's a, like that's the only evidence twist. that of the other person because the shoe doesn't fit him and it's worn and and yes yeah, interesting love what he whenever... says, at least in the subtitle it says that the shoe is too big um yeah right. yeah for uh, and like, I also like that the at one point he says like a uh, he she says like where the shoe come from and the wife says that she bought it for him and he says well the shoe's worn down and he said do you think we can afford buying new shoes this is an old shoe of course they're second hand that's all we can afford uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right I just thought it was a funny little and then she says yeah I returned it uh, but I just returned one of them the one like, shoe yeah it's a little it's already a little like okay, but and the other thing that's funny is that the whole time that they're having these interactions, like after he barged in on her, like thinking mm-hmm. that she was with somebody else, 
those peeping toms like they have almost like a peanut gallery behind them yeah and they're yeah, all yeah. listening to them argue they're all mm-hmm. they're all hearing all the, their little dirty secrets yeah and then the <laughs> wife of like the tofu parlor or whatever is like giving him a hard time about how he's treating her um yeah 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 so kind of a we'll get to it but there's a really odd mix of women that speak up for themselves and then well they're really i guess only two women that we see depicted in this movie but <laughs> yeah um some speaking up for themselves and some not being treated well uh at all yeah again we'll we'll get to it but the the guy that is um the the adulterer in this situation is uh master tam and uh master tam basically knows that samo is on to him so he decides that he's going to, you know, it, it is one of those things in a different, it, this is one of those like branching paths in the Kung Fu movie trajectory. Cause is he going to, you know, flip to page 38 if you think he's going to hire a hitman on him or <laughs> find the master of a rival school. But in this one, he decides to like hire a warlock or a witch or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's really and like what I makes saw, spooky encounters like what it is. Like you're totally right, Matthew. It's, it's kind of by the book kung fu storytelling. And then this mm-hmm. is our major twist. This is where it gets weird. Yeah. And what's and what's super interesting way. about uh, how the villain does his work is it's sort of like, uh, yeah, remotely, I guess you could say. Um, he's doing yeah. his weird sort of uh, witchcraft, like, you know, from an altar at a different location that's yeah, yeah. going to affect this temple where they try to, yeah, kind of convince or kind of force Samo to, to kind of spend the night. So yeah, I like that it's it's a very literal like, hey, a bitch can't spend a night at the haunted house. Like, yeah, yeah, they just straight up do that, and he's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm man, I'm, I'm, I'm bold, Chung. I'm the I'm courageous, Chung. I'm whatever. I'm the bravest man in the world, and that's and that's how we get the cool scene with the Jiangxi. And that's oh, that's a great bit too. He um the the warlock guy. It's apparently him and his brother are like, you know, in it in it together yeah, they're part of some clan and the brother is, is depicted as like kind of the noble one he's like oh these aren't our yeah. precepts or not to kill and oh we should say uh the brother's played by chung fat who we've talked about before he was a villain mm-hmm. in yes madam and he was the was say he looked familiar yeah he was the uh mad cat uh no char- no yep. it was so we didn't address this last time but i realized that when this movie when we were watching this is he we first saw him as wildcat and yeah, then in Yes, Cat. Madam, he is Mad Dog. <laughs> oh, wow. But what I, what I love about this movie is it's like you get to see um, like Samo's kind of regular crew. And we're probably familiar with a handful of those guys by this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But we were kind of missing one major component of that, which would be Yun Biu, who's uh not in the film i've read somewhere that some people well, think he's doubling in one little spot he was about to say i saw that he was the jiangshi that he's like he's the guy under the makeup Ooh. for the like hopping around yeah that's what that's what i had read too so i don't if if that's true that's awesome because that's incredibly well well performed but i sort of feel like chung fat is like playing what maybe would have been the yun Biu rule and i like that he has such a juicy part and he's really mm-hmm. amazing um and uh yeah luckily he doesn't just sort of pop up 
to give some advice and then disappear from from the yeah. movie. Yeah. No, yeah, he is a cool. pretty prominent role. Yeah, to see him not as kind of like the interesting villain that has like yeah. his own gimmick. He's he's got a bigger role in this movie. And the, Yeah, he's actually a good guy yeah. kind. Yeah, a pretty a pretty good guy. He definitely ends up being the good guy. Um were you or at least at least allied with the protagonist? Yeah, <laughs> right. Were, were you guys familiar with the uh, the evil priest? I guess at all. I think that was Peter Chan, right? Yeah. So I it did was. a little homework on him. I didn't really recognize him from stuff, but there was a the the one thing that I thought was really interesting is he's done a lot of uh, directorial work. Yeah, and he's a and composer he, too. Yeah, yeah. So he also had a movie. Uh, a western movie in america that he directed like in the 90s it's called the love letter dreamworks pictures presents kate capshaw tom Selleck, ellen degeneres and tom everett scott the love letter and it's oh, wow. uh, like ellen degeneres and oh the, my gosh i had no idea the one the couple things i wanted to bring up was that Kate Capshaw's in it, so we've got oh, like an wow. Indiana Spielberg Jones, connection, Spielberg yeah. connection, and <laughs> Marty Jack Black's in it. Oh wow, crazy! <laughs> so you get your Tenacious D connection yeah, again. I'll be totally honest; it took it took me a second to realize what the connection was. It's like, oh, I really like Jack Black, but I'm like, what do I? And I'm like, oh yeah, on this show, I I'm supposed to have like we're like yeah, a ravenous Tenacious D fandom. <laughs> but actually we saw peter chan briefly uh in snake in the eagle's shadow remember the guy who poisons the tea oh is that him yeah i believe oh, that's i believe that's him and then he he gets kind of like one last little shot at the end sure um uh but he supposedly now i'm curious uh, I, I was watching the copy that uh you're talking about carlos and it has this remastered soundtrack in surround and to yeah. me, not only did it, it, I mean, it sounded really great, but it also didn't sound like legit to me, like how I remember the yeah, soundtrack I was, sounding. I sort I of feel curious. like they they took music from something else or they added it some other score or whatever. I, mean, but, I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna ask because the 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 dub that I watched, whenever you flip between the dub and the sub, the music changed. Oh, interesting. So, so the dub had some really great like synth stuff going on that this, was this like version... i always love synth stuff yeah i would say that, that yeah that synth version that you're talking about that's probably the original soundtrack I, it's probably another one of those situations like we ran into a snake in the eagle's shadow where you know, <laughs> music wasn't licensed kind of yeah, legitimately yeah. and uh that has to get <laughs> fixed later later on but in um, uh in my notes regarding the soundtrack i thought that in some parts it sounded like alan silvestri's work on predator there's like yeah. this kind of it's got this kind of big orchestral sound but with this kind of like percussive like rolling to it like dun 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 you know something like that it's yeah totally and some of it sounds like almost like 60s tv kind of score um Mm -hmm. or jerry goldsmithy or whatever but yeah also there's just music in places where it just normally wouldn't have it in in most like hong kong movies at the time so it's 
kind of yeah kind of stands out a little weird but i think the original version frankie chan is actually credited with doing the the music for um so mm-hmm. yeah pulling pulling double duty on this one yeah but yeah the finding information about the music is definitely something i wish that was a little easy more easily available because because mm-hmm. it's like it's such a you know it's such a cool you know it's an important part when it comes to filmmaking but finding any information just about the main actors and and crew right. is difficult enough much less you know yeah almost everything music. about the movies was con- thought to be so disposable at the time um oh, everyone yeah. that was making them so it's we're always kind of like fighting <laughs> fighting against that um and it doesn't and hong kong movies definitely don't have quite the the rabid internet savvy fandom that's something like anime or, or video games do. yeah i think that's i think that's so true but mm. yeah i mean w- luckily we have you know as many movies as we do preserved and as many yeah, you know, yeah. Sp- spooky encounters preser- no never mind <laughs> <laughs> it's the most important should be in library of congress um <laughs> yeah totally so that um the whenever samo goes to the um am i Thing. they said they called it mars temple whenever he goes to the you know the han temple uh he runs into the the brother of the main warlock guy and uh uh Chan, chung fat's character and he chung fat's character asks sammo you know where's the way to mars temple because i need to like a fat guy is gonna go in there and die i need to clean up his corpse after he dies <laughs> and it's great he's like sammo's like it's like do, do you think do, i'm do you fat? think i'm fat <laughs> It's like enormous. <laughs> hey, I know there's a fat man staying at Mars Temple tonight. He's gonna be killed. I'll have to collect his corpse. Better get there before it gets dark. Hey, you consider me fat? You aren't the truth. Very fat. Hey, you mean I'm the corpse? Huh? You're doomed. Oh, I'm doomed. Samus says to him, like, you know, I don't, I don't want to die. Like, I, I didn't think this was gonna be a big thing. And so this is this is a really cool bit here yeah. where uh, Chung Fat says, "Okay, if you want to make it through the night, here's what you need to do." And he says, "Like at this exact time, you need to go into the rafters. At this time, you need to like close the coffin. At this time, you need to do this." I don't know. I thought it was really neat. Yeah, it's a it's really cool hook. You know, it's it like cool. a, yeah. their own version of like uh, you know Game of Death or something. It's like, but yeah, like you're saying, he gives mm-hmm. them the exact times. It's like, oh yeah, one o'clock. You want to be like up here, then you know, two o'clock. You want to be down here, then you want to be on the roof. And uh, yeah, at least at least when he starts, uh, it's pretty good advice because uh, Ham Samos hanging up there, and uh, the first of these uh, Jiangshi is like you know resurrected or uh, mm. Im- imbued with life. And yeah, we get to see the really stiff movement like we've talked about and the hopping around. And there's also a really cool effect. Uh, he does like this smooth criminal lean kind of. Yeah, yeah I was awesome. I was totally thinking that whenever he did that, like a little Michael Jackson leaning down. Yeah, it's awesome. It's pretty, and pretty great. <laughs> like how he plays it, it's like um, they actually get a lot of comedy out, um, out of like how they depict the Jiangxi and stuff. It's like mm-hmm. he's leaning down and it's like, there's supposed to be like a dude here and there's not. And then he yeah. just like creeps back up. Yeah. Yeah. You also get great. a lot of comedy out of the evil priest, his ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, like, I was gonna say I wasn't hundred oh yeah, percent sure if I was if I was being yeah I wasn't hundred percent sure if I was being insensitive whenever I was laughing at it. Well, because I mean, he's just well, kind this of this is mumbling. a movie of great sensitivity, man. <laughs> That's true. And you want to you want to meet it halfway. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's definitely going way over the top in his performance for that. That's scene. true yeah. too. There's a great bit where like his his he's asking for water from his assistant and his assistant starts to give him the water and then takes a sip himself and then says, Okay, it's good and then hands it to yeah. him. <laughs> right. Uh it's good. He has like these little like voodoo dolls and this whole altar set up. He has a big um yin and yang like Taoist uh, circle there's a name for what that is, but the thing on his on his forehead. Mm-hmm. It's a I don't know, it's a really cool thing and definitely a cool uh, foreshadowing for the for the final confrontation of the movie. Yeah, and it's it's like a like a lot of these elements. It helps make it uh, so distinct. You know, I mean, I think by and large, you could say most horror um, or kind of scary movies from the West. I mean, they might occasionally tap into religious elements, or definitely in something like The Exorcist or whatever. Yeah, I was gonna say, but a lot of it exists in this weird kind of gray area that's not really rooted in a particular religion or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there's something effective how this—not that it's accurate, like at all—but <laughs> that it at least sort of like hooks in, you know, in some kind of some kind of like yeah stretchy way uh into Taoism here it's mm. yeah that's kind of neat but so he makes it through the night and whenever it, it, it's it's great he basically okay, comes out he looks like all you know like shell shocked as he comes out of the the temple and then the the same assistant finds him again says hey but you can't do it again and then he just kind of agrees to to stay another night at the haunted temple yeah it's like he uh, catches him off guard but it's like really dude you're gonna just find that guy and be like no dude i'm not doing that oh he's yeah. played by wuma as well the um the parking checker yeah, he's from... great yes oh man. really and oh, the, cool. the clock he's... in wheels on meals and he's depicted in gray face, which is that's kind of insensitive. Oh, is it? Uh, no, I'm kidding. But, okay. <laughs> I, like, um, I I don't know. <laughs> it's always funny seeing the like the the silly sidekick character that has like the glasses and the buck teeth. Where it's like, if this was done by a Western movie, it would be insensitive. But this <laughs> is a Chinese movie doing it, so I guess it's okay. Right. <laughs> and yeah, we've we run into that all the time. Where it's like any kind of deformity is supposed to signal to the audience that the person is bad in some way so it's like yeah whether they like have earlier like a in the hump movie, on the a back or a mole has, yeah yeah this guy has a mole that honest to god looks like a hershey's kiss with like a piece of hair sticking out of it <laughs> yeah, especially because it has gets a close-up which is yeah, yeah crazy. <laughs> like when he's yeah. in his when they're trying to fake him out in the beginning and he's got his makeup on with his long tongue and his fingernails and stuff it almost looks like he put a little horn where his mole is <laughs> on his face oh yeah i didn't even notice that yeah <laughs> that's funny but that's actually when we were talking about the the guy that gets yanked into the mirror that's the same guy yes and that's a yeah. cool uh, a cool it's definitely one of those things where nowadays that's that's definitely a big advantage of computers is you know green screen stuff like that can definitely look right. a lot more convincing but you couldn't beat but that long still... tongue that he uh, yeah that that's really cool going. Yeah. that's another yeah. characteristic of um some of these like chinese 
horror. I was trying to like, find any information about that, about like the long tongue and the big and the, red fingernails. Yeah, and, the red nails with the purple skin. You'll see that mm-hmm. a lot in um, like horror imagery from Asia. Yeah, I think we ran into the the long tongue a little bit in Dreadnought. I think at the end. Yeah, yeah. Again, I kind of think like I I enjoy this movie. I kind of think Dreadnought's a better like horror mix kind of movie just because at like i don't know i got i kind of like the whole like stalker thing and like yeah. there's like the supernatural is a little more like subtle where it's like it are these ghosts or is it just or not and then it's like yeah okay that's pretty much a ghost mm-hmm. yeah uh, i i see what you mean i agree too i think that i definitely like uh dreadnought more but there's mm-hmm. a lot of cool stuff in this movie too. oh yeah and i think i think in like the chronology um pretty sure dreadnought is is you know developed after speaking encounters and yeah it's a few years later so yeah this movie does have to kind of like you know put a flag in the ground and like make a really big Mm -hmm. claim of totally you know trying something trying something new so the yeah the spookiness is kind of overt i guess you could say so now we've got um chung that's gonna end up staying in the place again yeah (laughs) So he, this time he's preparing. Yeah, he he goes back to uh, Chung Fat's character and he gives him a, a whole other set of rules yeah. based on, I guess, a different scenario. So he's got to yeah. find like 50 chicken eggs and the blood of a dog, right? black dog or something like that. And, right. And, and yeah, we see he ends up getting kind of shortchanged on the on the eggs. Uh, yeah 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 he goes he goes to the the guy selling eggs and he says i need 50 eggs and they need to all be chicken eggs and he said i'll I'll come pick them up in a minute and he walks away and the guy is like counting off the eggs but he only has 40 chicken eggs so he sees the duck eggs next to it and he's like ah he won't know and then he picks up the duck eggs put it in there and and then kind of like kind of shuffles them around because the the chicken eggs are like a little darker yeah, you know for sure that that's gonna be what really does him in oh, that yeah. situation. And the way they play it out is is great. Where um, yeah. he's lying on like the lid of the coffin, and then yeah, it's like our villain is like kind of embodying the the corpse, uh, and the like lid lifts up. Samo cracks cracks some eggs, and I and I love what in. happens is it's like we cut back to the altar and it. And the villain is like bodily, like thrown from. Yeah, there's an actual yeah. physical response from his counter attack. Yeah, that was a really cool thing where it'll be, it'll show Samo in the temple doing the stuff. And then whenever he does something, then it cuts back to the warlock at his altar, you know, however far away, reacting in some way to what Samo's doing. Yeah. Like in the, in the first encounter. Sam at one point closes the lid for the coffin and the Jiangshi bangs his head against it. And then when we see the <laughs> warlock, he has like a bruise on his forehead, yeah. which is like, oh, that's a cool, that's a cool little, little touch. Yeah. It's awesome. I don't know, there's some neat and stuff. So, yeah, I, again, I, lo- I, feel I love like... that the first few eggs like actually work. So we, we get yeah. to see like, yeah, like how the process happens. And then uh, it's not long before like the duck eggs get in the mix. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then, yeah, then, then we really get our first, I, I I would call this the first real fight of the movie. Yeah, I gotcha. And um, I, and I think this is the scene that at least some people say is maybe Yoon Bu. Is that what you? That's what I found was that is Yoon Bu because it just the thing I saw just says Yoon Bu vampire, 
And I didn't know if it means this vampire or there's another vampire that briefly appears later in the movie. Or uh, it's one of these conspiracy Alex Jones kind of things <laughs> where people think that because he's he still looks good, Yoon Bu, and he's like, you know, maybe he's ageless. He, yeah, maybe. Maybe Yoon Bu is maybe. Yeah, maybe this is the deep state telling us this. Yeah, Yoon exactly. Bu is the vampire. Oh, man. Yeah, man. I wish. Don't click that link. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the choreography oh, yeah. in this fight is amazing mm-hmm. it's so cool just uh, yeah. the stiff arm movements the kind of marching yeah, forward and back yeah there's nothing like it there's no roundhouse kicks there's no you know everything <laughs> is like a baby just and they actually use like the the strings to assist in his movement so he'll do like a dive where his body's completely straight and he'll just like do that uh, smooth criminal again, but to attack. Yeah, yeah. Or he'll um, like just pop up from the ground, like straight up. It's really cool. Mm. I wish there was and more of this. Like, yeah, that. No, it's a great fight. Is great. Yeah, he does lots of like all of his moves are like super duper stiff, and like he 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 actually does bend his arms, but every time it's like the whole fight has a very like rith- a very clear rhythm to where it's like. Like yeah. people move, pose, move, pose, move, pose. Yeah, it's like this kind of like southern fist thing. And Samo's just so great. And Samo is so acrobatic. Uh, he in this is. Movie. And like, like we've said before, he always gives his absolute all uh, in any mm-hmm. any scene that we're you know he's actually he's actually fighting. And um, yeah, plenty of acrobatic material. I, I love this a moment where he's like kicking the corpse. And then he, he kind of backflips onto the ground and then kicks up out of that. And then it's like this crazy kind of like series of like circular flipping from Samo. And he does a little bit of a Yunbu like uh, kick, jump kick off of the wall like we see in Dreadnought. So, yeah. Yeah. Amazing and stuff. they call back to the first segment where the priest has to like drink water. And it's almost like when he drinks the water this time... It's like you hit the pause button because the Jiangshi isn't taking <laughs> yeah, any commands. Yeah, that's right. And he's just <laughs> okay. kind of standing still. So and Samo's just wailing on yeah, the Jiangshi, like smashing stuff on him, like, and he's not reacting to it. That's really cool too. And there's a great little bit of physical comedy where Samo thinks like, "Oh, okay," and he t- turns around and like stretches out, and as he arches his back, the Jiangshi like attacks right where he was and he keeps like doing stretches and, and dodging the attacks. It's very, it's very kind of Jackie Chan-ish mm-hmm. with, yeah, the, totally. with the physical comedy. And then he finally ends up tossing the uh, dog blood on the Jiangxi and that just blows the uh, That's priest such a cool yeah, that's all the way back shot. into the and he's, um, He smashes courtyard. the roof of the yeah. temple. Yeah, the, the courtyard. Yeah, the temple yeah. courtyard. Oh man, and it's then such a cool. And y- then we cut to that, and um, he's completely uh, like bedridden. Um, like, oh yeah, that's right. He has like all. Yeah, yeah, he has like all, all his legs all suspended, and but and just he's like a wily coyote kind of. Like it really is. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's like I would say this is then when the movie kind of takes a pretty big turn. I mean, maybe not necessarily yeah. tone, but like in genre, I think you could say. Sure. Because um, mm-hmm. we've kind of established that, like, oh, okay, the hook of this movie is, you know, you're going to be trapped alone in, like, a scary haunted temple, and you kind of need to know the steps to survive. And that part of the movie is now cameras. sort of over. 
and we go back to kind of Samo's home life and he's um back with this uh CD Master Tam and this is yeah when things get a little bit crazy and uh Samo's basically framed for murder he sees the same uh those same two guys in the street that are kind of like leering in a peephole uh like kind of peeping toming on his wife and so he he's you know he says okay this time I'm like I'm going to bust down the dog but although he did that last time so I don't know what's too different okay. um <laughs> yeah. and then when he gets in there you know tables chairs everything's turned upside down and he well, and he lands he like lands, face down and his, yeah, his literally gets down, blood on his yeah, hands palms into this blood and it's that really vibrant red almost like Shaw Brothers color blood um and then he kind of yeah. gets it gets it everywhere and um just when things like couldn't look any worse the the inspector shows up and that's actually uh lam ching ying who uh we encountered in magnificent butcher and we've mentioned before uh mr vampire that's that's the guy and he's also at least in this period you know definitely part of samo's samo's crew uh and i love the way he depicts this character we've seen a few inspectors now in some of the movies we've watched and mm-hmm. uh he's and one of my favorite i think he's the saving grace of this segment of the movie because his yeah. I, he's another thing that i kind of wish i would see more of because he gets a really good fight scene but you kind of want you want to see him more it's like you said like his his presence really is awesome like they do this funny thing too with the inspector and uh chung where he's looking for an alibi and then <laughs> right. oh this is another weird yeah they bit. don't really explain what happened but it's but like everyone the, just turns on him basically yeah and yeah. he's his only saving grace is kind of a vendor that they show earlier on in the movie but right now he's got he like had a stroke or something yeah, yeah like he so just they had bring a stroke him in like two like, minutes ago is yeah and he, and he like can barely like move and like his his neck's all craned over and he can't talk so they're saying like you know just say if he's if he's guilty or not yeah so they do this thing where he's writing or is the he innocent or not down, yeah and yeah. it's just he's like just write yes or no so yeah. he's in the process of writing yes but they pull the sheet of paper <laughs> yeah. away before he can p- complete the character. Yeah. And it's a total like Dolores sick. Umbridge move, if I may. Yeah. <laughs> then it says no. You can see him finish the character on another sheet. On like another sheet of sheet paper, of paper. Yeah. 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 So I looked it up and I tried really hard to find the character that he used. Mm. And the character for no that he uses is Mao. Or I guess Mao, I think is you do it up inflection. But I, I found that one, but I couldn't find when I searched for like yes or correct or or anything involving like a positive affirmation. I couldn't find one that was just Mao with yeah, two lines. Yeah, I couldn't find that either. I think it. it was probably some kind of like no modifier, like not guilty or something. <laughs> That's like true. That. Um, That's probably what it is. It's probably just you add it to a character to make it, you know, yeah, so it's yeah, like opposite or something. Yeah. So without yeah. that alibi, they end up incarcerating him. And uh, Master Tam gives him a little visit, and they kind of end up giving him a like a feast. And but he realizes that this is like, oh, they're gonna kill me tomorrow. <laughs> so he's yeah. like, kind of freaking out because he's stuck in jail. Yeah, and this yeah. is where if you're watching like the remastered uh, audio version with what I think is probably a different soundtrack, this is where they they just aren't quite playing the score right like a lot of these beats that are supposed to be comedic are played as this sort of like shock horror thing 
so yeah if you're watching that version it's sort of like oh wait like but samo's not the like scary villain like what's mm-hmm. what's going on here but yeah it's some pretty cool uh get out of jail uh cartoony kind of <laughs> antics here yeah i love it whenever he's like he tries to get some guards to come into the cell because he knows that if they come in there he can beat them up so he gets them to come in there and as he's beating them up he's making sounds like oh no please don't hurt me while right. he's beating up the guy so that yeah. the other guards don't know that that's what's happening it's pretty good yeah and so then he uh he then Vinny's on able the to lamb. Take, yeah he's totally on the lamb and uh he then hides out in. I'm trying to remember how they describe, but it's basically like a yeah. crypt. We sort yeah, of, so I. It's kind of like a crypt. I'm not a hundred. We see a similar place location a in uh, Magnificent Butcher, um, almost yeah. in a similar point in the movie, even. And uh, this is a really great sequence, I, I think. It is. This is. This is this is one of the the many make me laugh out loud moments from the yeah and this the movie. is pretty br- I mean yeah this is the kind of thing like you're not ever gonna forget when you see this movie so he he ends up yeah. uh, having to like you know it's kind of a no room for a bed kind of a thing and he's basically lying down next to this corpse the way they play it I don't know it's yeah it's amazing it's yeah it's sort of but like the corpse is really gross because it's like there's yeah, like maggots totally. and rats eating it and yeah it's, and it's awesome <laughs> yeah it's it, it's really it's well done definitely the the makeup in this movie is really good for the the couple of kind of weird creatures that we see yeah, yeah there's no uh, real reasoning creepy. for the scene but it's great um mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't really a, add anything but it's a good scene when i was looking up the Jiangxi stuff there was another thing that i read where um corpses can <laughs> Uh, I was wondering this. They they can basically absorb the life force of the people around them. So you could explain it that way. That mm. that's so it's why because he, he's sort of lying down. Like yeah, he it. like lays next to them, next to him. Yeah. So he absorbs his life force, and then yeah. what happens the, is the he, corpse becomes like a zombie. Yeah, that's like it's sort of like you know like when ET is like mimicking Elliot. Sure. Um, <laughs> It's yeah, it's like that. But and then he turns to a vampire and starts fighting him. Yeah. Right? I haven't seen ET in a really long time. <laughs> yeah, the deleted vampire. That, scene. Yeah, that's one of those special edition things that Spielberg <laughs> put it's in. Like walkie talkies, yeah, walkie talkies, vampires. <laughs> well, I always wanted ET to become a vampire. I don't think I don't think George Lucas did anything to ET. Um, but yeah, so it's but, great. So it's like you know, uh, I think the first thing we see is like ham- like Samo like picks his nose and then turns over, if I'm remembering it right, and then the the corpse is like picking its nose and like yeah yeah going over. And I think this this is just uh, I think just classic like Samo hung comedy here, like the way he directs this sequence, and I think it lasts like just long enough before he kind of figures out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah because it gets to the point where he actually sees him next to him and then he kind of covers his face but then the the corpse covers its face and then he kind of realizes that it's mimicking him so he tries to trick it 
They're like hitting yeah, himself. Yeah, it's a very Looney Tunes moment there. Yeah, and he like grabs a brick or something, but then the corpse grabs the brick and hits him instead. And he's like, oh, <laughs> you outsmarted me. <laughs> and at one point, Samo does the YMCA and the corpse <laughs> yeah, copies right. it. That made me laugh. <laughs> and then yeah, he slaps himself and then the corpse slaps themselves. Yeah. 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 So then what ends oh. up happening is a black cat shows up and I guess the curse of it being a black cat like triggers yeah. the corpse to become like basically like a Jiangxi as they well. They did that so they then... did that on Mythbusters and that actually happened. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and <laughs> so then we got kind of a chase going on and he runs yeah. away and then the inspector shows up but Chung's like, oh, like get out of the way, and he, the inspector, can't see the corpses behind him. So then he does like the a juke, and then the zomb, the like the corpse, yeah. like plants itself onto him, and he's like freaking out. That's really good. Yeah, there's some cool um, uh, undercranking there where the corpse just falls on top yeah. of him in this really like eerie, eerie fast motion. Yep, and the corpse, they, they, they burn the corpse. Yeah, <laughs> poor guy. He was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah, and you kind of you grew pretty fond of him when they're a little like mirror, you know, mirroring each other scene. And yeah, I also love how the guard dance, um, yeah. Lam Ying is standing there, and he's like he's like some like semi crouched with his arms outstretched, <laughs> but his guards like don't get the idea. He's like swords, like you're supposed to put swords in my hand. I, I don't know. I love that little, <laughs> that little moment. And also yeah. that we don't really get to see um, Lam Ching-ying, like, f- fighting yet. And this movie really, like, pulls the um, pulls the slingshot back and has, like, a lot of fun kind of waiting to, like, unleash the fights. Um, yeah. Yeah, I felt that. Because we get a little scene again where there's, like, you were saying these coffins and um, Choi, the, the good priest, He's um, kind of hanging out by the coffins and the inspector's looking for Chung and they come in and there's this kind of goofy thing where it's like, you got to open up the coffins to find him because he's in one of the coffins. So they, they're too scared to open the coffins. Mm -hmm. And then the inspector's like, fine, I'll do it. And he picks the right coffin, but even he's too scared to do it. So he opens the coffin up and he sticks his head in, but his eyes are closed, but his subordinates don't see his face. So then he comes back up and he's like, oh, I didn't see him or he's not here. Let's go. And uh, Choi, the good priest, is like, whoa, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then they go to like a it, it would be interesting to find a single kung fu movie that doesn't have a scene in a tea house because I'm pretty sure every single one that's like in this, you know, pre you know, pre-modern setting has at least you know, one scene in a tea house. It might be though, like, um, like watching like a Western that doesn't have any kind of saloon. A saloon. Like, you might be act- even feel true. disappointed if it's not, if it's That's not true. there. But yeah, I mean, uh, like we've talked about before, um, we see a lot of the same sets in these, these films mm-hmm. there, uh, you know, Shaw yeah. brothers rents out some of their, their studio space, uh, at the time. And then I think, uh, golden harvest has a, yeah. a couple stages. I think it, this time it definitely is... looks very similar to the intro scene from uh dreadnought the flashback yeah with, yeah um, yeah yeah with this sort of like uh more like uh bamboo shutters and, mm. and stuff yeah i wouldn't be surprised if it was at least at least part of it was from the same set if it wasn't the exact same one 
Yep. And yeah, the, but, the tea house at the beginning of the movie is definitely like the location in a magnificent butcher when, um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, when he fights the beggar. So character. Yep. Yeah. So, um, we've got Chin Hoi and he's got his own little portable, like a little uh, portable altar. altar set up. And he sees that they're at the, for the warlock um, on the go. Yep. <laughs> and so he sets up his little thing and what he does, he does this kind of voodoo doll stuff where he's stabbing the needle into a doll and it's affecting Chung. So he realizes that his hands, be- his like right hand becomes limp. Right. There's this great acting by Samuel Hung where he's trying to eat his bowl of rice, <laughs> but his but other hand is yeah. smacking it out of, way- out of its way. And um, yeah. then it escalates into a fight where Choi realizes what's happening and everybody in the tea house starts to uh run and it turns into a like a pretty awesome fight scene where samuel is almost like he's not fighting but he is fighting yeah (laughs) he's trying to not fight but but the the voodoo doll keeps like making him punch people and yeah and then whenever he eventually does get control back of his body and then he's just actually fighting because everyone's trying to beat him up yeah by then everyone's trying it. to beat him up because right. he's the one and gosh i, I think only samuel could really play this this yeah. way i mean I, mm. it sounds almost like sacrilegious but i don't know i don't even huh. know that jackie chan would would really be able to strike this exact note here because like you said it's like he's like a torn man and i just I just love every all the acting that's going on, you know, like in his face and the rest of his body language when he has this kind of phantom. Wasn't there an, like a Hollywood movie? Was what was that called? Something hand, where a dude has like a possessed hand. Oh, oh. there's one from like the '90s. Uh, Idle yeah. hands. Is that, Idle hands. Yeah. It's like kind of <laughs> I wonder Seth if Green they, or something. I don't think. Yeah, it's, it's very something good, like but... that. I wonder if they got inspiration from from this. Yeah. Scene. But yeah, like you said, it, then then it does kind of escalate into an all-out fight, uh, which makes a lot of sense. It's like, well, yeah, I've already caused these guys harm, and so I need to kind of protect myself now. Uh, Choi realizes what's going on, and he uh, hunts down uh, his brother in arms because he, he knows he's the only one that could be doing that. And you get uh, a fight between them it's just in the middle fight. of this oh, uh, T-fight. Yeah, there's some really good stuff i really like there's a move that uh choi does where he's doing a front flip to evade a sword swipe and he does like a front kick in the middle of the front flip and then for the rest of the fight uh chin hoi has like footprints like on his face it's really cool but after the after they fight choi sees that the voodoo doll had a piece of paper that says Sam Hung's character's uh, name and birthday on it, which I thought was just kind of funny. That is like the the spirit realm has to clarify. No, not not that bold Chung, the other one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and yeah, yeah, I know in a lot of Eastern traditions, like it's really important to know uh, not not only your birthday, but really like the time that you were born, because um, the phase of the moon when you were born uh supposedly it's like something that it's kind of marks you um hmm. oh yeah sp- spiritually so to speak so yeah it's it's interesting actually before and- before we were before my wife and I were married I had sort of um a reading that's kind of part of like a Hindu tradition oh. s- sort of hmm. like kind of reading my um yeah sort of my my fortune or something um and oh, so to, to in order to do that they needed to get like the exact time of 
uh, like when huh. I was born and everything like that. That's really neat. That's so awesome. That's that's kind of you... how I was reading it here. Where it's sort of like, oh, of like if he has that, it's almost like his uh, his you know Gmail password or something. He's like, um, <laughs> that's like, yeah. yeah, the ultimate code. He can unlock him. I'm curious now, Marty. Did the fortune tell you that you would start a kung fu podcast with us? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm going to reread it now with that in mind. <laughs> it might have, yeah, it might have alluded to that, like just in slightly yeah, different language. <laughs> but, um, but back at the tea house, um, the inspector and his and the gu- some guards have come in to try to try to get uh, Bull Chung, and he Samo has fought with a bench many a time in a movie, and this is. This is one of the best because yeah. this is this is like, for the he, highlight reel for sure. Yeah, yeah, he whips this thing all around. They're like, like they're singing their swords into it, and he's like blocking everything and fights them all off. And it's great. At one point, he knocks all of them back, and um, the main inspector has like just taken like taken a seat, waiting for the guards to apprehend him. And Samo puts the the bench down on the ground, and then like confidently sits down on it, and then just falls apart underneath. Him. Yeah, it's awesome. But I also really like how uh, Chung Samo's character he looks to the inspector, and the ex- inspector kind of looks away and sits down very casually. Like, yeah, you're gonna get yours, man. Right. Yeah. The other thing that's really cool about this scene is that all of the uh, officers are all armed, so. Chung is fighting like five dudes with swords and he's evading everyone and slowly they start to tear his clothes apart and um just the the swords look like they're from like the Shaw Brothers surplus store sure because they're like really they're really shiny they're real, and everything yeah they're real shiny and um I mean just the acrobatics by Samo Hung it can't be understated uh-huh. he's flipping all over the place he's got to probably weigh twice as much as each of those officers yeah, <laughs> yeah for real and he gets air like he's mm-hmm. flipping all over the place he's using every piece of furniture in the tea house um so what ends up happening is uh Choi uses a little bit of his own uh voodoo to take control of the officers and then you get another amazing uh fight between the officers and the inspector himself Right, right, because he like takes control of them. And whenever Samo sees what's going on, then Choi jumps in, is like, "We need to get out of here." <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, this is like so, where we finally get some. Oh, I think, yeah, we were alluding to it earlier, but we finally get to see Lam Chingying, like, oh man, really yeah. in action. And oh gosh, he's so good. But yeah, it takes me yeah. back to Magnificent Butcher and that mm-hmm. great fight with uh, him and Yun Biu. Choi decides to take Bol Chung as like his pupil and kind of do some uh some kind of black magic stuff to like protect him and um we get to see Samo completely naked which is kind of interesting. Oh yeah, I'll paint um, it up. And he has oh yeah, he has You're welcome, all Matthew. these <laughs> He has all these um paint like all the stuff painted all over him and um we see the the evil warlock guy um like sticking needles into this other voodoo doll but uh this is a really cool bit every time he sticks a needle in the voodoo doll we see on Samo, it's like the area is just getting like pushed in yeah, but it's not like great. stabbing in him it's gotta be I some kind of like air gun or something yeah, yeah I'm guessing it's like an air it's like an air gun or, or like a 
you know, some kind of like pressurized air to push down. Yeah, but it's uh, so it's it even really comes cool. on his, his forehead. Yeah, it's so localized. Yeah. I don't know if that is mm-hmm. air because air would yeah. kind of send this ripple. You'd see it on the rest of his body. It's well, you do see you see like a little bit of ripples when it goes on his forehead. Oh. Like you see it a, a little bit, but but yeah, but I got what you're saying. It is it's really well done though. It's a super cool effect, and it's so it's so simple. Yeah, absolutely. And then and in addition to the. Well, I th- I think they initially described it as like a bath, and Sam was like, "What what is this bath?" But yeah, in addition to all the inscription that is put all over his body, there's like this red petticoat that, um, yeah, that yeah, ins- instructed instructed to wear. So we get a little bit of uh, the priest stepping up his game. He sees that that's not working, so mm. he ends up summoning these ghosts or demons to attack. And this is like my favorite dude. There's like a guy in the middle that's got like a kind of a skull face with an eyeball sticking out and he has yeah. a cape and they're they're floating throughout this whole sequence. Yeah, there's some cool wire work in this. Yeah, this yeah there's this and, sort of green light and fog. Yeah, and the lighting and really the camera mystical. work too where they'll float. You can tell it's like they said action. So they're still and then they fly towards the camera and... um I actually wanted more out of this scene because I love it so much. I know it's so short. It's, it's really like short. Like a minute, and there's actually some really um, special effects here too, where they're using like a like a blessed mirror. Like you see this octagonal mirror you'll see in like yeah. ceremonies and stuff, and they're using it to like shoot like green like beams at the the demons or the ghosts or whatever. And the mm-hmm. the cool looking guy that I liked a lot, he goes mm-hmm. after Chung and the petticoat deflects his attack. And yeah, you get yeah. to see some special effects out of that too. Yeah, like you said, yeah, this is a great sequence. I imagine it was uh extremely difficult uh mm-hmm. to produce, which is probably mm-hmm. why it's as long as as it is. Yeah. Um but luckily, I mean it's sandwiched between some yeah, incredible uh action choreography. So yeah, luckily we're not going to not going to get too disappointed because mm-hmm. from here on out, we're, we're basically at kind of like the final, this final yeah. fight of the film. Yeah. This final fight is Choi, nuts. Choi finds out where they are because when he like drives through the demon guy that I like so much, he uses him <laughs> as like a vessel, like to find information. Um, and he gets that, like he like throws his spirit or something into Chung and Chung like tells him where they actually are. So now they're headed to Master Tam's place. Mm-hmm. And Chin Hoi says, "Oh, I gotta. You you have to build my altar for me. It's like my master told me like whenever there's a battle between two priests, the one with the higher altar is the yeah. winner. <laughs> right. So there's yeah. this ridiculous like scaffolding of an altar." And, uh, Chung, and then whenever Choi comes in, yeah. he has like a, a box that just like extends his altar up in the air. Yes. So we just have these two altars just kind of floating and you know, dangling up in the it's air. It's so crazy. Uh, Choi has, uh, this is kind of a, again, with the, the sad animal bit. He has like these two chickens that just are just hanging from the from yeah. the front of his altar. Oh man! Um, is and then at one point, whenever they they very first start fighting, Bad Warlock guy shoots like a you know a magic blast. 
and Choi like deflects it and one of the chickens explodes. <laughs> There's like a super tight shot of a chicken exploding. It's nuts. What the hell? We didn't actually address <laughs> the, you kind of wonder the what earlier. What they're thinking is it's like, well, if we've gone this far, there's no there's no <laughs> retribution or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's weird. It's honestly though, this movie you could almost say it gives you some kind of perspective, uh, when we talk about potential animal cruelty in Hollywood. Um it's first of all, usually a really big deal. Um and there's you know, some kind of investigation. It's like, oh, was it was it this? And um and compared to what we see here, we're talking about much subtler forms of abuse. This is actual murder of animals. Yeah. In straight up. Yeah. yeah, you straight up see earlier in the movie, you straight up see them oh cut the head off of a chicken and pour its blood over like a bowl of something on the altar. It's it's rough. It's crazy. And the thing you've like, always whatever heard, I saw it, I was like, chickens' head is cut off, that their body still it'll moves. keep moving. If you've seen this you movie see now, the... you can pretty much talk as though you've seen you've seen yeah. it firsthand. Because so. whenever I saw the chicken, I was like, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna cut that chicken's head off, right? And then they totally do. I'm like, oh my god, that's a real chicken. It's just so it's just <laughs> so graphic because you really it would it would feel totally appropriate to cut away. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's something really just kind of explicit and shocking about it and it's almost Wait, worse but again it, having I mean, seen like, it like knowing that it's coming it's uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah oh boy i gotcha but yeah uh, poor, but poor the chickens. they have the two of the two witch guys kind of have a, like a magic fight for a little bit but then they kind of possess um the choi possesses samo's guy and uh what's the name of the evil warlock guy i couldn't remember Chinhoi and Chinhoi possesses one of his cronies, and they basically put like animal spirits or something in them. And Samo's yeah. like a monkey, and um, oh, I yeah. the other guy. So we get is. some of those sound effects like we had in Magnificent Butcher. Um, yeah, yeah. There's and a really just some cool great shot. acting here too. Yeah, yeah. of the. Um, yeah, the Chin Hoi's assistant, he leaps off that altar, like, all the way down to the ground. There's, like, a really nice slow-mo shot of that. And, yeah, Samo's got, like, a Monkey King thing going on. And the yeah, other guy's, totally. like, fighting with, like, a, a ring weapon. That's a, it's pretty it's pretty nifty fight back and forth. This fight's um, awesome. I love this fight. Yeah, this is, yeah. This is one, of my, one of my favorites. It's really good. The You know, like, you've seen monkey stuff, but that the choreography with that ring like yeah. they do this oh thing where they spin the ring like inverted on the ground so he'll roll it forward but then it'll roll back to him and oh, um, yeah. them dancing between it like blocking it and incorporating it like as a like yeah, kind it, of a it's grapple so good. And... it's so good if it were the final fight like you'd feel like thoroughly satisfied mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah i mean and yeah, this... yeah that the chipmunk oh voices those are <laughs> yeah. great too <laughs> yeah, I actually I I just out of curiosity because I I figured in the dub I'm sure they just used the original sound for this, but I did slow it down. Oh. And it's but it's it's in Cantonese, so oh. like, I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> but but I did slow it down just out of curiosity if if they you know if it was anything 
that, that would understand. But nope, I have no idea. I'll play a clip and, you know, if anyone... Oh, that'd be great. If anyone knows Cantonese, which would be amazing, and also send us an email because we would love to talk to you. But... Um, <laughs> I, I'm curious, man. Uh, did, did it sound like they were uh, whoever the voice actor was was like articulating really clearly? I mean, fairly. Like it just sounded just like a guy. Because I don't know um, if you've ever slowed down like the old Alvin and the Chipmunks records, but it's great because like the singing and the talking is like extremely articulate. Like that was yeah. I saw like part of the process is that it's like if you're speeding up, you know, slightly, um, kind of a fluffy pronunciation like it just doesn't it just doesn't work yeah. so um, that's always weird hearing the christmas christmas oh, yeah. like it's just weird hearing especially when these, alvin's like you know okay, okay. <laughs> yeah let's sing it now okay okay Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that, that's right. Isn't that a Patton Oswalt bit where he's, he oh, says, yeah, no, like, it, totally. it sounds like <laughs> yeah. Satan himself is talking to these guys. Yeah, if you it's slow like, it down, because oh, then when you get to Dave Seville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, well, let's, uh, let's get back to this fight. Yeah, okay, yeah we're at Halloween, not Christmas. I keep yeah. forgetting. Yeah, sorry. Um, the... The end of this fight between Samuel and the other guy is pretty awesome because there's like this crazy huge slow-mo like super move kind of thing where Samuel's doing a front flip and the other guy's doing a back flip and Samuel ends up like front kicking him in midair and uh, he does like, I don't know, five or six cartwheels towards the guy and he does like a, right. a ground attack on him. But then he it's gross because the other dude like has like this yellow puke that he uh yeah pukes up because you know i don't know whatever he's possessed and um uh, that fight's over but uh chin hoy still needs another vessel so he actually uses master tam to mm -hmm. uh fight so master tam grabs a weapon and uh we get another awesome fight i don't know much about this actor but he's very competent and i'm sure there's like yeah, yeah. some doubling here but it's, but there's a yeah. yeah there's a lot of full shots yeah uh, like full right shots when he him, grabs right. the sword like you can tell like oh this guy knows what he's doing <laughs> yeah he's incredible with that mm -hmm. sword i think uh chan lung i think is the is the actor and oh never mind yeah we talked about yeah that's uh yeah chan lung or peter chan Lung. yeah or peter chan yeah sometimes. oh no he's yeah. the uh he's the priest but he's yeah, master he's tam is played you know, by pastor tam Wang is... ha. oh right 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 yeah. yeah i'm getting totally mixed up and yeah, yeah. Huang yeah. ha we've seen in uh i want to say ah it'll it'll come back to me but i th yeah i think we've seen him in one of the movies we've talked about so far after but they again they have another they have a great fight there's a lot of there's so many really cool like this whole last scene's a good 10 almost 15 minutes yeah it's a yeah. weapons based fight so uh samuel's character chung has a staff and master tam has like a chinese sword and the other thing that's cool is that they're characterized in this, like, they're possessed. But the way that they handle it in this fight is they just both have, like, these blank expressions the whole time. And Samuel kind of has this creepy, like, little kid thing going on. Yeah, it's a little... 
He's like mocking him, but it it makes it look even more creepy because he has that petticoat on. So he looks like a huge, (laughs) like baby. (laughs) Yeah, it's really weird. (laughs) It's an awesome fight too, though. Mm -hmm. Um, After Samo deals with him, then Chin Hoi shoots like this big fire blast towards Choi and or yeah Choi, and then. Choi like opens up his shirt and like in like takes the fire in, yeah. in his chest. Um and then Samuel like cuts out the like the legs for the uh, for Chen Hui's altar and then uh, Choi sends another fire blast towards him and it's just ah it's a, it's a cool like magic fight goes on for a little bit. Yeah, it was weird. It's, it's kind of almost foreshadows the ending of Iron Monkey a little bit cuz we're up at at this at quite a height with this you know mm. fire going around um yeah i like that i could see this kind of having left a lasting impression you know by the time that movie was was produced but um gotcha. yeah it wouldn't be i don't think it would be like a sammo hong kung fu comedy without some um scorch burn mark that it's weird to say that but <laughs> it is it is almost a staple um yeah. Seeing Yeah, because yeah, Chin Hoi gets it catches fried. his robes catch on fire and he falls down and is all all burned and does the whole kung fu look up for a second, then fall over dead. That's crazy too though, because there's the dude, the whoever the stuntman is, he's on fire, he's at the top of that altar and then mm-hmm. he falls down to the bottom. No, nothing nothing quite like a guy on fire falling over in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> hard hard to beat it. Um and then our have we have we arrived, fellas? To we've, oh boy, we've we, arrived. So yeah, earlier, is... Carlos, you were talking about uh, the yin and yang, um, and <laughs> the good spiritual energy and the bad spiritual energy. Oh, and if we would have wanted to say uh, bring the show to a, bring the podcast to a close after today, we really can't because all the goodwill that we earned in our you know badass heroin segment is me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is maybe kind of negated here. This is... Yeah, all the all the progress <laughs> yeah. that we made over the past four movies gets completely thrown out the window in this next little bit. Yeah, I really, you know, I suggested this movie, and after you know, I had seen it already, and after thinking about things, I was like, oh crap, wait, what did I do? Because. <laughs> This freeze frame is, you know, we saw. And that, yes, that's Madam, a, yeah, it's and, not only what happens, but that it's it's that it happens on the freeze frame too. Uh, the yeah, you know, it's yes, like Madam a force had a pretty pretty. Shocking, yes, Madam had a pretty dark but freeze frame. This is a this. whole other level. So what happens is Chung's wife, she was supposedly dead. She wasn't dead, obviously, and she's kind of playing the victim here, and she's running towards Chung. He hears her. He sees that it's her, but he knows what's happening, but he kind of plays dumb a little bit and they embrace and this and that. But I don't can. But then (sighs) he's just basically realizes, wait, this person cheated on me. And so she punches her like three times in the gut. It's more like 30 times. Yeah. It's like he does like a like a 10 hit combo on her. And And then. And then the freeze frame is him just tossing her in the air, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah, unbelievable. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Like I, my, I've there have been very few times in my life where my jaw genuinely dropped. But after that, I was just like, "What?" Right. The, I think the best <laughs> description that I that I ran into for this was uh, comes from. 
when it was programmed for uh, the Far East Film Festival. And in the description of the film at the end, I'll just read this. It's kind of a tiny little paragraph. It says, Spooky Encounters does possess some potentially disturbing elements. A chicken is killed live live on camera for a Taoist ritual, and a female antagonist receives an excessive beating that's supposed to be humorous but comes off as mean-spirited. And then they yeah, mean spirit is one of, way to describe it. Um, but I I also think it's just the fact that it's you know a requirement almost to to really to have this disclaimer, and I think it absolutely is. It's like when you go to a play and they have to announce that there's going to be like a gunshot. Um, this is I think extreme some kind of red red band warning here. Mm. Um, and it's interesting, yeah. you know, throughout his career, uh, there have been a lot of uh, a lot of opinions towards Samuel's filmmaking uh, and how he treat and how he or the characters in his films treat women. And the only response that I've ever heard from him about that, and I think this was maybe recounted from Bay Logan. So this is a couple degrees of separation here, mm-hmm. but Samuel's claim is that he wants to treat all characters equally and that he will beat up the male characters severely Yikes. and so he has no won't hesitate to you know beat up the female characters and this character is depicted as a bad a bad person it, but there's crazy. just no way no way around it and who knows maybe maybe this speaks to some of like our old-fashioned protective instincts towards women whatever it is it just feels really wrong i mean it's very it's definitely, you know, it is. And I, I will say, I do think it is being played for shock value a good bit, too, even if it's not necessarily in the best taste. I think you're right, yeah. Because it's not like it's just like, oh, look at this, you know, guy being it. It's supposed to be like, oh, geez, what? It kind of seems <laughs> like it's comedy, though. I think... I mean, it is comedy, but I mean, like, it's supposed to be shocking yeah. you into, oh, you know... Yeah, it definitely is. You know, after, yeah. like, South Park kind of, like, shocking you mm-hmm. thing. Oy. It's something. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> the spookiest yeah, I mean, encounter was the ending itself. Yeah, it's about to say domestic violence is the spookiest of encounters. <laughs> Yikes. But it so was a cool spooky movie. Spooky encounters is a cool movie. It was a cool movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really what we could say is like the things that work in the movie are really that good that Yes, the, that just, it's worth the, the insanity That it's actually the worth the, the disclaimers. Because, like, that whole final fight with, like, the crazy magic going back and forth, and it's it's bonkers, and it's definitely worth worth seeing for all that we've been spending the past several minutes talking about and saying <laughs> the last second is. Yeah. It's still, um, it's kind of a hard-to-come-by movie, too. Like I said, I had to import it myself, and I, I haven't seen it on any streaming services. Uh, it's yeah. not even, like illegally on youtube to check out um right yeah Yeah, there's a dvd box set in the states uh fox was releasing some like samuel hung fortune star stuff so there was uh i think like knockabout and some other but i I think there was a box set that included spooky encounters but you couldn't buy it individually so even the dvd is pretty rare from from what i from what i've seen um but yeah, if you can yeah. get if you can get your hands on, and I know years ago there was a Hong Kong Legends uh, UK DVD uh, with commentary and a lot of good a lot of good features. Mm-hmm. So if you're able to track that one down, I'd highly recommend it. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for today. So 
Um, if you guys can check out our Facebook page, we're Heroes 3 Podcast on there. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Heroes 3 Podcast. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who's coming here from the uh, Kung Fu Cinema subreddit. Um, you guys can check that out if you're not already uh, subbed over there. And uh, this was kind of a, a kind of a, a fun, weird episode for Halloween. So next week we're going to be jumping into our next little arc. So Marty, what is our what is our training for next week? Yeah, so we've kind of gone back and forth uh, trying to settle on the best way to uh, progress. And uh, you probably guessed that we're going to jump, you know, back and forth in time quite a bit. Uh, and oh, yeah. so our next focus is going to be on a person on a, a really significant Kung Fu star. And we're going to talk about Mr. Jet Li. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, we mentioned in our Crouching Tiger episode that there is a whole period of filmmaking that we basically just uh, skipped over, um, like Li Mubai, like skipping over that pond <laughs> going to the going to yeah. the that was horrible. I'm the, sorry, guys. I like the, 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 the mysterious it. era known as the 1990s. <laughs> yeah. So, and I think we'll uh, we'll we'll kind of. We'll do a little bit of bouncing around, but I think it might be best to kick things off uh, with a movie that really changed all the rules in uh, Hong Kong filmmaking, and that's uh, Once Upon a Time in China, the first film in what became kind of an ongoing series. And this is directed by Choi Hark, who we ran into uh, as oh, an yeah. actor in Yes, Madam. Um Stars Jet Li features a great song in the soundtrack, sung by Jackie Chan, yeah. and it's a whole new generation of kung fu filmmaking, and it's incredible. Uh, all the acclaim that you've you've heard about this movie, it really does it really does earn it. And what's also interesting is it's the retelling of the Wong Fei Hung um, legend. Oh. So, it's cool. uh, so gently uh, playing a younger sort of. Just say, gets a young Wong Fei Hung. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very cool. So, uh, yeah, really, really looking forward to it. And yep. this is actually a little bit easier to come by. I'm not sure this kind of streaming availability at the moment, um, mm -hmm. but we can check on that. But yeah, definitely, there's still going to be some used DVDs floating around. Um, there are some. There are some Blu-rays floating around as well. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. And until next week, I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. And I'm Carlos. <laughs> and we Ooh. are the Heroes 3 Spooky Encounters. <laughs>